Daily Gazette Company presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Thank you, Scott Geezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from Messer Inc. in Schenectady, New York, where the Union College men's hockey team pulled out a 4-3 non-conference victory over New Hampshire on Friday afternoon uh, before 1,530 fans here at uh, Mesa. And it was a weird game. Uh, I, I thought New Hampshire, for the most part, dominated Union, especially that first period, out shooting them 15-5. to uh, but the Dutchman ended up having a one nothing lead after a uh, period. And suddenly it was 3 nothing uh, early in the second period. It seemed Union was in control of this game. But uh, three straight penalties by the Dutchman led to three straight power play goals by New Hampshire. And, yeah, you got to had a wonder if uh, you know, Union coming back from a two-week break. And, of course, the last game uh, the Dutchman played with that 8-1 shellacking they took uh, at the hands of Quinnipiac uh, on December 10th in Hamden, uh, Connecticut. So you had to wonder where the confidence was uh, for this team uh, heading into the third period. But uh, John Prokoff, freshman defenseman, got the uh, game-winning goal on Union's first power play of the game. And then when the Dutchman needed it most, they got the pen- a big penalty kill. And then they, that sealed the uh, fate of the game. And uh, Union comes away with the victory. Uh, it was a, a, a decent effort by the Dutchman. But uh, obviously the penalties that they took uh, you know, leading to three uh, power play goals. Especially coming with just three shots, and that's something that'll need to tighten up uh, when the uh, the two teams meet again Saturday afternoon here at Mesa at four o'clock. Uh, but uh, yeah, good effort, and you yeah, happy, happy for John Prokop, the freshman defenseman, getting his uh, first collegiate goal as ten assists on the season. I think he's been impressive so far uh, in the games that I have seen him play. Um, so, and we saw some uh, different people in the lineup tonight. Uh, Christian Santa made his made his debut for the Dutchman. He had missed most of the time, and he, because of a knee injury, suffered late last season. And also, Thomas Richter, the son of uh, former New York Rangers goaltender Mike Richter, made his uh, season debut, and he played uh, several shifts as well. Um, so, let's look at this. Um, game just a little bit here. As I said, uh, Union did have a one nothing lead, um, but Owen Farris scored 423 into the game. It was, it was kind of a weird period, and you'll hear from uh, New Hampshire coach Mike Sousa a little bit later about that. It just seemed to me that New Hampshire was really in control of that first period. As I said, I was shooting um, Union 15-5, to and it seemed to have the better of the play and, and, and control, but um, Union had the lead. But then the second period came around, and uh, Union made it 2-0 at 221 in the second period. Some nice 50 passing between Chris Theodore and Nate Hanley, and Chris Theodore put the puck home. That was Calarelli. Uh, Caffarelli, excuse me. Now Union back the other way. Sitting in front, Theodore scores! Nothing fancy. Theodore just had the step. Puck slid across the top of the... Just under two minutes later, Josh Nixon uh, intercepted a pass and he chased down the puck into the New Hampshire zone, got himself a breakaway, and uh, he made it 3 0. Union territory. Kept alive at the right point, then tipped away. This could be trouble. Here comes Union. Shot. Score. Fessenden made the initial save, but the puck tripled behind him and in, and Nixon. 
At that point, Union seemed uh, really in control of this game, and uh, they had the first four shots of the uh, second period. And, of course, they scored two on two of them, so it looked like they were looking good. But then the penalties uh, started to bite Union in the uh, butt. Nate Hanley was called for tripping at 9-14, and that led to a, a Liam Devlin goal just under a minute later. So that makes it 3-1. to one. Okay, you know, no, no problem. You, you know, you're just a power play goal. Union bounce back. Well, not quite. Nick Young got a roughing penalty at 12:56, and uh, Colton Heward scored at 13:14. So now it's all of a sudden you feel intense a little bit. 3-2, and then uh, Nick uh, Petrullo took a really unnecessary cross-checking penalty at 15:24, and it was it was very obvious. It was, it looked like a frustrating uh, frustration penalty for no really no apparent reason. And then shortly after that. Colton Heward scored again at uh, 15:41. So all of a sudden now it's a 3-3 game, and New Hampshire in complete control of the game heading into the third period. Union did not get any power plays the first two periods, but then at, um, early in the third period, New Hampshire got uh, penalized. Uh, Damian Carfagna at uh, 3:44 was called for holding, and that set up John Prokop with a chance to score Union's first power play goal of the game. Prokop's first collegiate power play goal gave Union the one goal lead, and uh, they had to kill another penalty, or at least attempt to kill another penalty when Owen Ferris was called for tripping with 5.24 left in the third period. you got to wonder, can Union uh, be able to kill a penalty that they hadn't done the first uh, three times in this game? Well, they did, and they got some help when that New Hampshire's Chase Stevenson was called for hooking with 3.42 to go, and uh, that uh, killed the rest of that Union power uh, penalty, and then Union got themselves a power play late, and then uh, New Hampshire pulled uh, the goaltender uh, David Fessenden uh, with 1.34 left. Had a couple chances, but for the most part, Union really did the job, and uh, yeah, came away with the uh, one-goal victory. But we'll hear from the uh, all the participants in this game in just a moment. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in New York. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by NISFA and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association. Hi, this is Union Hockey Analyst Brian Unger. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast with Daily Gazette Sports Editor Ken Schott. Welcome back to the podcast, and now let's hear from uh, the key uh, figures in this game. Let's start with Union men's head coach, Josh Halge. Josh, you're seemingly in control of this game, up 3 nothing after you know, Josh Nixon's goal there, and then three penalties, yep. three goals, you know, they got three on three shots. I mean, how frustrating was that? Because, you know, you obviously up 3 nothing, and you know, they always say three goal leads are the worst in hockey. <laughs> yeah, it, it was frustrating. I mean, it's a situation where you have control of the game and, you know, you give a team that, that has real, a really good power play and has some, you know, good stick skill, you know, more time and space, and all of a sudden they can hurt you, and that's what they did. They they got all three, and, um, I mean, it's something we have to tighten up by tomorrow, but um, 
you know, <laughs> able to respond there in the third. Well, their power play was only like 16 percent, so it's not. I don't think that was a, a great power play, but right. they just seemed to. It's basically the same spots that they scored their goals. Yeah, I, I think they have really good sticks up front and the guys that can make plays. Um, and we just gave them too much space there in the in the neutral zone, and they they entered and um, and then you know you give you give anybody in college hockey time and space, they can make you pay. Yeah. And then the, the fourth power play that they got in the third period. I mean, how important you're up you're up one. I mean, how important was it to be able to? Hook? tighten up there and not give up that goal well I, I think you just look at the mindset of the guys there in the third and it was it was impressive they could have felt sorry for themselves after the second period you know they came out hard and, and and found a way to get that lead and then you know the same thing they could have really second guessed themselves on the penalty kill but they didn't they they stayed true to the the process and, and found a way to kill it I mean, you guys didn't get a power play until the third period and then uh, Prokop gets the, the go-ahead goal as first of his uh career. I mean, how good do you feel for him, and how important was that goal for the team? Yeah, I mean, it was a huge goal for the team, and then for him just to, to get the monkey off his back. He's had a lot of you know points for us this year and done so many great things, but to get that first one, and what, what a way to have a first one, you know, your your game-winning goal on the power play. Yeah, and then they pull the goaltender, and you guys do a good job there. It seems like you've been able to do a lot of that this year, you know, not giving up uh, extra man goals like that. Yeah, I think that, you know, we... We're willing to sacrifice the guys sacrifice for each other and block shots and um, when you do that you know you can you can have some success defensively it's you know it's all the pressures on the offense we just gotta you know take away passing lanes and, and be willing to sacrifice what's the uh, key to uh, get a sweep well you know usually the hungrier dog gets fed on, on Saturday nights so whoever you know comes out and gets after the game um, is the team that that wins, and if we're just satisfied getting you know one, then you know obviously it's it's going to be difficult. We have to get after them right away, and um, I, I think we you know we gave up too many good chances, so I think just kind of tightening up a little bit more. Yeah, you guys were out shot thirty six seventeen in this game. And yeah, I mean they I thought they carried the, the play in the first period. And you guys had the lead, and and you like I said you were in control there until the, until they got the power play. So I mean. Do you feel fortunate to win this game? I I mean they play like a like a fast game where they take some chances and um, you know like when when they do that like they can pin you in and they can hem you up or hem you in the zone for a while um, and and they did that but the one thing with that is like I mean I think we had multiple breakaways two on O's like we had a lot of really good opportunities that uh, you know when you're just waiting for them to you know take a chance and and you can push a puck by him and get an opportunity like that um you know it's kind of playing into what we were we're trying to do i mean we're just we want to defend hard and when we get an opportunity go do you feel that did you do enough to to earn power plays tonight i mean you know i think i think there's for sure a couple that you know maybe we could have got like on you know some of those odd man rushes we had but um you know, the power play made the best of the, one, the opportunity when they needed to, so that, that was huge for us. And uh, we got to keep driving pucks in that if we want to draw more power plays. Up next for Union are players Owen Ferris, John Prokop, and Josh Nixon. Owen, let's start with you. What happened with the penalty kill in the second period? I mean, you guys were up 3 nothing, and then all of a sudden they got three power play goals on three shots. Yeah, obviously not how we wanted to uh, let them back in the game and you know make it a game where we felt like we could pull away. Um, you know, we just didn't uh, didn't get our kills in that scenario, and we're gonna go back and, and look at where we miss on each of them and uh, hopefully come back stronger tomorrow. Josh, what, what do you think happened? Um, I think uh, 
I'm not a penalty kill guy, so, <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, how, frust- how frustrating is it? You guys, I mean, you guys are up 3 nothing in the yeah. control of the game, and then yeah. all of a sudden it's, it's 3-3. Yeah. Obviously, it's not the second period we wanted to have, but uh, we came back in the dressing room after the second. Uh, we regrouped, and obviously we got a big win there. So, Johnny, what about you? What are your thoughts on the penalty kill that second period? I think it was just a couple missed coverages, but it wasn't, like, too bad. We were able to keep our composure right after the third kill and keep it even going into the third, so... Of course, you guys didn't have a power play for the first two periods. Then you finally get one there in the third, and you end up getting your first collegiate goal there. What did you see on that, and how big was that to, to get that? I think it was good by Wadi and uh, Cal to keep it in, and then a good screen by uh, Liam in front, so luckily I went on the back of that. So. And how important was it to get that goal? Because, I mean, you, you guys coming off the uh, break, the, bit, you know, the, the round against Quinnipiac, you're up 3 nothing, and, he, he, and it's 3-3, and it had to be a little frustrating you know, going out there to the thirties, you you basically had them on the ropes and let them back in. Yeah, I think special teams can shift momentum uh, dramatically throughout the game, and I think that goal is huge in the beginning of the third period to set the tone for the rest of the period. So, so Owen, oh, the one penalty kill you got there in the third period, how important was that? I mean, obviously it ends with them taking a penalty, but to be able to kill that penalty and not letting them go up. Four for four. No, it was huge. We, we talked about regrouping in the second uh, intermission, but getting another kill possibly. And I was watching from the box, obviously, so <laughs> a little nerve-wracking for me. But, um, yeah, no, it was huge. Billy and Tufts did a great job coming out at the beginning. Uh, and then, obviously, drew a penalty, uh, forced them where they're rushing us to try and tie up a game. Yeah. I mean, Josh, uh, how big was your goal? There? I mean, you, you, I think you, you knocked away a pass and ended up getting a breakaway there. Yeah, yeah, I, Saw the like the the DD pass. I was able to cheat a little bit, got a stick on it, and then uh, I honestly just took a shot. I saw a little bit of a hole and just squeaked in. That was a little bit of a lucky play, but uh, I'll take it. How important there at the end there to be able to kill off the six on five? Uh, you guys would seem to do pretty well with that this year. Yeah, like you said, I feel like we do that a bunch. Like when we're down or up uh, one late in the game, I feel like uh, we have a lot, we have a lot of like uh, disciplined players out there, so. I feel like uh, we did a great job today as well. Oh, and how important is this win coming off what happened? I mean, were you guys stewing for the, you know, while you guys were away for Christmas? I think anytime you come to this juncture, whether you have a good start or a bad start or, or come off uh, your last couple of games, it's always a fresh start, um, no matter how you look at it. And it's ready to start the second half of the year. And I think, um, obviously, we want to start the second half with a win. And we we're happy with how we played tonight. So, start there. Now it's here from the New Hampshire side and uh, head coach Mike Souza. How big were those power plays uh, to get you back in the game? Yeah, that was huge for us. I thought we, you know, it was, uh, it's funny, it was a weird game. I thought we were playing really well. Um, and, uh, you know, their chances were, their five-on-five five chances were better than ours. I thought the quality of their chances. Um, but I thought overall we were playing a good, solid game. You know, we found ourselves down three nothing. It was crazy. So yeah, but we found a way to bounce back, and, and you know, so I guess that's a silver lining. Yeah, unfortunately, the last power play you got, you, the chance to tie the game, you, that's that's one for one unit that ends up killing. Of course, you guys take a penalty. That was really yeah, that. yeah. I wasn't. Uh, I mean, the odds of going four for four. <laughs> I don't know how great those are uh but anyways yeah i mean i thought hey credit to them they killed they killed it when it mattered the most you know and then and then they they did a really nice job on the uh on the five on six you know uh which we had, we had a couple looks you know but uh um it's kind of the way it's gone for us all year 
I mean, I, I agree because I, I thought you guys played an outstanding first period, and it's really just, you know, didn't really come up with anything there. You know what? If you've uh, if you've seen us play this year, it's not the first night where you know you leave you feel for the kids because they you know they're they're working their tails off and not getting rewarded necessarily. And uh, but the reality is, no one cares about that. It's about winning hockey games and. Uh, we seemingly find a way to not win them and lose them, but tomorrow's a new day. So hopefully, uh, you know, we come up with the same effort as we had today, and hopefully, a more favorable result. My three stars of the game. We'll start with uh, New Hampshire's Liam Devlin, who had a goal and an assist in the game. Number two, uh, Colton Huard, who had two goals and an assist. And our number one star of the goal game, the game-winning goal by John Prokop. He's the number one star of this game. Normally, I'd be able to give you some final scores from around ECAC hockey, but of course, with the uh, late afternoon start with Union, uh, a lot of these games are still going on as uh, we put this podcast together. There is one final, and that was in the uh, Ledger Bank Classic up at Dartmouth in Hanover, New, uh, New Hampshire. Uh, Providence uh, beat Yale three to nothing in a game that Providence dominated out, shooting at Yale forty-two to twenty. So. The score could have been a lot worse than 3 nothing. So we'll be back at it again on Saturday. Uh, it's a 4 o'clock start, the final game of the 2022 calendar year. And it should be another exciting one. Of course, uh, you know, there's football going on. The college football playoffs are going on tomorrow with the two semifinals. But come on out to see some hockey. Why not? Uh, of course, uh, it's a lot of fun, and uh, you can watch the football games anytime. Anyway, <laughs> well, I appreciate you listening. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Slapshots for my covers during the games. And, uh, and of course, any uh, you have any questions or comments about the podcast, questions or comments about Union Hockey, you can email to me at shot, that's S-C-H-O-T-T, at dailygazette.com. The views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of the Daily Gazette Company. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of the Daily Gazette Company. I'm Daily Gazette Sports Editor Ken Schatz. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you Saturday. From Messerink in Schenectady, New York, good night, good hockey.